and welcome to Medicine in the Kitchen, where we empower you with simple solutions to everyday health concerns. Welcome back to Medicine in the Kitchen, episode 51. Once again, I'm Felicia. And I'm Hesul, and we're your guys to empower health. First of all, I can't believe we're already on episode 51. That's, I know. We passed the 50 milestone. 50 episodes. That's, yeah, I just felt like I needed to, to point that out. Um, no, that, that's actually like really good that you brought it up because I did not realize it until I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've done 50 episodes. That's pretty, I say that that's pretty good. Yeah, high five, long distance, but high five. Yeah, high five, little pat on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so much fun, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, we're going to be talking about sunflower seeds, and I'm really excited about this topic because I still have a couple sunflowers in my garden. And Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... On that topic, we could probably start talking about growing sunflowers. I know you have a little bit of experience with that. You mean the failure part of it? <laughs> like, I love them. <laughs> yes, that is true. And I love them. And I've been trying to grow them for forever. Obviously, not from seeds until this year. I tried it this year. Um, but every single time I got a sunflower plant, it never survives. And I'm like, why? What am I doing wrong? I used to put them in the garden and I thought maybe the soil was wrong. And then I kept them in the pot and I made sure that they were like, you know, facing the sun and whatever. And something went wrong. So I was like, okay, I kind of quit. And then this year, well, technically was, was it this year? Yes, it was. I, I got little seeds and I was like starting to do the little seedlings like Alana kind of taught us. And I saw the little root coming out. I was like, oh my God, maybe this year will be it. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Because I feel like sunflowers tend to be thought of as pretty easy to grow usually. But sometimes the ones that are easier to grow, like I find, I feel like you've grown things that are difficult to grow. But then the sunflowers are like, nope, not, not doing it for you. Listen, it might be just like with me and math. For some reason, I could do divisions and multiplications way faster and easier than I could do adding and subtracting. Mm. My brain just doesn't work that way. Maybe it translates to plants. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You're more, you're more for the harder to take care of plants. Apparently. <laughs> I ignore them when they grow. <laughs> uh you're probably but you actually with succulents then. Huh. I've actually wanted to buy one, but they're kind of pricey, so I'm like, ooh. Ooh, I've propagated a whole bunch and don't know what to do with them, so I will give you some. Oh. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, but my experience with sunflowers was a little bit different. <laughs> uh, but I, like, I didn't really do much, and I don't know... Maybe maybe you're giving your sunflowers too much love. Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got some seedlings from a friend's garden because she said her sunflowers from the year before had 
spread and she had too many in her garden. So I, I got some from her, planted them in my garden last year and they did really well. And I didn't really harvest them or do anything with them. So the seeds spread everywhere. And this year we, we had like half our garden, sunflowers. Hmm. And yeah, they, they did really well again. And we even have some like good big sunflower heads that have seeds on them and have sampled a few and they're pretty good. Nom, nom, nom. Mm-hmm. It's always a learning experience though too because it was we would see the birds come to the sunflowers and they just like start picking out things and we're like oh the seeds are ready but I feel like the birds would eat the seeds before they were quite to the hardness and like ready that we're used to mm-hmm. so it took some time to kind of figure out when they were actually ready but like birds and squirrels sometimes just go in and they're like attacking whatever and they'll nibble on something and then leave it kind of just, you know, half eaten or something. Yeah, they do that a lot. Sometimes frustratingly so. so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like tomatoes having a bite out of them. Like, yes. Sometimes we had so many tomatoes this year, so it wasn't it wasn't as annoying this year, but sometimes it's just like a bite out of all the tomatoes and it's like could you not have just eaten one yeah <laughs> yeah i've had them like this year I had a lot of jalapenos not tomatoes but i i got tomatillos and mm-hmm. they come in like this little like bell shaped thing like it's a little sleeve that, that covers yeah, the, little the little husks yes mm-hmm. and i find them on the ground because they nibble on the husks they get angry and throw it on the ground <laughs> and I'm like, you little. I wonder if that's what's been happening to my tomatillos too. I only had one or two plants of them, but planted too many things too close together and everything sort of got lost. But I would see like tomatillos that looked to be almost ready. And then I would go the next day and they'd just be gone. Like, yeah. where, where did they go? Yeah, those little buggers grab them, take a nibble out of the husk, and then just kick them out of the way. And I'm like, no, it took me forever. Why? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can be. Sometimes when I'm in a good mood, I'm like, yay, I get to share with the nature and wildlife. But other times I'm like, I was growing that and I was so excited to eat it. And now you did. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I have another little strawberry one that it's brand new, baby. And I was so excited because I started seeing all the little like flowers and then I saw them turning turning into berries. And I was so excited and I go there and everything's eaten. I'm like, but, but, but. Yeah, strawberries I feel like have like this like light beam calling sign being like, come eat me, come eat me squirrels and chipmunks. Yes, they do. But some flowers are a lot hardier in that department, at least. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, last year, though, when we first started growing them, there would be, do you know those, like, yellow gold finches? hmm They're really pretty. Um, so we didn't mind too much, but they would just come. And we didn't know what they were doing because we didn't quite know 
when the sunflower seeds came or where they grew and they would just go and like pluck out all of the petals of the sunflower and just spray them everywhere and then like trying to get to the seeds I guess but we were just like why are these birds just destroying all of our sunflowers and why would they destroy the petals like that makes no sense right I think they were just trying to get at the seeds and just clearing everything else out but yeah we would just find yellow petals all over the garden and all of our sunflowers would not look like sunflowers anymore and we were like what what are these birds doing mm-hmm. but we had lots of goldfinches in the garden which was also pretty so it was it was a fair trade-off i guess <laughs> <laughs> what i didn't know though is that you can eat a lot more than just seeds from the plant yeah yeah that's that's something that i didn't know either um i've and i still haven't tried it i'm going to at some point but that video that you you were talking about um of the girl eating the 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 head did she take the seeds out of that I believe they usually remove the seeds from the head and then they they grill the actual head. But I saw another one that you don't have to eat like the really big head. You can eat the smaller flowers. Oh, okay. Like before they go to seed sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. So you can actually eat like the head. You can eat the petals and you can eat the buds. So before it actually opens, you can eat that like an artichoke. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I need to try all of these things. I know, me too. I was honestly going to say, hey, next time you grow sunflowers, I'm going to harvest and we're going to eat them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can even try again, too, because I have let the seeds go everywhere again this year. So <laughs> I'm sure I'll have, I'll have plenty to share next year. For sure. <laughs> I mean, um, I was looking at stuff, and it says that the p- green parts are also edible. Like, the, when they're sprouts and very delicate, you can eat them. You can also eat the older leaves. But those ones can be a little bit tough and fibrous. So I don't know if it would be, like, worth it to kind of more, not steam them, but, like, put them in hot water real quickly and then, like, uh, blanch them in the cold water kind of thing and kind of make, like, a wrap. Mm. like a swiss chard kind of thing but i don't know again i haven't tried it it's stuff i saw and i was like "Ooh, i kind of i kind of want to do this yeah yeah i'm kind of wishing i had looked into this a little bit more earlier in the season i mean we prepped for this episode we went to the like sunflower fields to take pictures but we didn't really fully prep yeah yeah like i was I was like, oh, yeah, we'll talk about the sunflower seeds and how great they are. But I didn't think about all the other parts of the plant that you can eat. Yeah. So, like, where they're in buds, apparently steaming or blanching them also really works. And you toss them in with a bit of butter and garlic and salt. And most people say it tastes like artichokes. Mind you, I'm not a huge fan of artichokes. So I don't know how much I would like that. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of artichokes either, but I think I've only ever really had them pickled. Mm. So I don't know how I'd feel about the actual artichokes not pickled. 
I think we're gonna have to, you know, probably test it out with a few arc jokes first, and then go for the sunflowers, or we could do the sunflowers first and then try arc jokes again. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. way, um, so for the petals, people suggest tossing them into the salads <clears throat> to add a little bit of like flavor. Some people say it's bittersweet. Others say it's a little nutty. So I don't really know. I mean, I've had all this year, I've been eating flowers from my garden. So meh, some do have flavor, some don't. Mm. Yeah, have you have you tried sunflower? You haven't tried petals. I, no, like I, I, when I was a kid and trying to grow these things, I did not eat flowers. And now that I'm an older person, it's like I'm a five-year-old and I'm going in the garden and eating everything I find. <laughs> that is how it worked with me, too. It's <laughs> like, no, why would I eat a tree? No, there's no point. Why would I eat the flowers in the garden? No, there's no point. I'll get in trouble. I'm an adult. Hey, look, that flower looks like this. I'm going to try it. If I die, well, too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not funny. fully like that. Not fully like that for anybody who's actually listening. I actually do look into it before I stick it in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, because some flowers, many flowers, would not be good to eat. No, no. So, actually, it was funny. I was reading this story once of this guy who was on a date and decided to impress his girlfriend or the, the girl he was on the date with by eating a random flower on their hike and it was not a flower he should have eaten and then had to go home because had some pretty pretty significant stomach issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah don't don't go eating random flowers no don't i said it like that but please don't <laughs> but the edible flowers are are good to eat <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should probably ask Lana to come and talk all about edible flowers one day. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun topic. Usually, you know, when I really doubt it and I can't tell apart the flowers, I send a picture to her and be like, hey, so can I eat this? Mm-hmm. And then she'll be like, yes, that one's edible. This is its name. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yes, she she is a wealth of knowledge, that one. She really is. The um, the sprouts, however, which again, I don't, I didn't even know you could eat that. Go figure. I mean, we eat like broccoli sprouts and things like that, or they like have the mung bean sprouts and they just cut them all up. Yeah. I didn't think you know sunflowers. You could do the same thing. So you can have the little sprouts, and you can toss them in your salad or in stir fries. Mm. Some people even add them into their soups. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm now thinking of like all of the uses I could have had for all of these sunflowers in my garden that we didn't know what to do with. Exactly, right? And like, like we were guessing about the older leaves. One of the ladies that I was looking into their recipe said to boil or steam them. You can also saute them, but they suggest obviously uh, to remove the center rib before cooking because that part is really, really tough. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And the last little fun fact was that the seeds are technically the fruit of the plant. So they're not just the seeds, but it's considered the fruit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It does. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. yeah so so much to get from the sunflower like i i love when you learn this about plants like even dandelions i'm like you could eat all the parts everything sunflowers you can eat all the parts i don't know about the roots yet but oh, most of it yes I about the roots yeah 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 i don't know if you can eat dandelions when they're like the little white heads oh yeah the dandelion seeds i i don't know mm. I've, never, I've never heard of eating those no i don't i don't even want to think about sticking that in my mouth <laughs> it's all fuzzy and it's just ah. Uh. yeah no no no, I stick to them when they're like nice and yellow. Yeah. So I guess I guess you can't eat all the parts of the dandelion or all the parts of the sunflower. Nope. <laughs> but many, many parts. Many. Yes, exactly. And like for most things, sunflowers have two types of crops. So you have the one that you get for seeds, and then you have the other one that's grown for oil, which is actually really good for cooking. And for dressings and for whatever else you want to use it for. Yeah, yeah. And I was learning too that you can breed sunflowers to have, for their oil to have um, different components. So, ah. so I don't know if we've, I don't think we've done an episode on fats before. No, we haven't. That might be a future direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's different kinds of fats and um, or fatty acids. And in the sunflower, there's linoleic acid and there's oleic acid. And the oleic acid tends to be associated with more like heart benefits and, and stuff that we'll get into later. But yeah, you can breed them to be higher in the oleic acid, which I That's good. Know. Yeah. That is really good because I know I've had like the roasted pumpkin seed oil and stuff like that or the raw oils for like salad dressings. But it's I hardly ever see the sunflower seeds for that aside from like for cooking. So mm. hmm. Yeah, I would say probably the people who are breeding those are probably making the seeds into oil and selling the oil. Probably. Um, However, go on. I don't know. I don't know the process for extracting an oil from a seed, but I imagine it might take some equipment. It will. Um, one of my instructors at the holistic school, he's actually, he works relatively close to my house. And on uh, Lake Trombrani, there's a little clinic he works with a naturopath. See, we, we do a great job together. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has his own little machine to do his um, oil pressing. Okay, yeah, that makes so, sense. So you do do that, but he says it generates a lot of heat and you want to be gentle with him because sometimes if you want the cold press, you have to monitor slightly more because, again, pressing those seeds can get really, really hot and it would affect the oil. Mm-hmm. But what I learned is that the one that you want to extract the oil from are the black shell ones. The ones that are like black and white are the ones you want to eat. However, I don't know. I usually go to the Starsky. So it's more of a European store and they sell, I think it's in Russian or some Eastern European language. I can't really tell what it is. I'm sorry. 
Um, but they only sell the black seeds. And my brother seems to prefer those over the um, more fibrous black and white seeds that you usually get in stores. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And I know you said that your sunflower um, had different colors as well. Yeah, yeah. So I honestly don't even know what what sunflowers I have in my garden and what the species is and all that. I just know that there's sunflowers and some are shorter and some are <laughs> taller. So maybe maybe it might be worth looking into. But some of them have black seeds and some of them have white seeds. Like they're just white. Hmm. So, white seeds did not show up in my research, so I do not know, but go on. Yeah, yeah. I was I didn't even really notice uh, that some of them had white seeds, but our neighbor came into our garden and she was like, oh, you have the white seed ones too. That's awesome. We're like, what do you mean? Sunflower seeds are black. And then we looked closer and they were white. She's like, oh yeah, like when I was in Italy, I used to work on a sunflower farm and we would we would take the seeds out of the heads and there were the white ones and there were the black ones and we had to separate them. I was like, oh. I didn't realize there was such thing as white sunflower seeds. Now I know. They taste Did they tell you what they did for those white ones? Um, they they ate them both. And I mean, I didn't really notice a taste difference between the two. They both kind of tasted the same to me, but I might not have a sophisticated palate (laughs) enough to know the difference. Um, I mean, as far as I know, they are generally mild, nutty flavor and have a firm but tender texture. Yeah. And you can enhance the flavor via roasting, but... uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good description. We'll we'll go with that. I haven't roasted them yet. I'll try roasting them. See if I... see, See if I notice a difference then. It's just generally a bit stronger in flavor. So unroasted nuts or seeds tend to have a milder version of that flavor. When you roast them a bit, it just uh, amplifies that flavor. So if the flavor is amplified, that might increase my chances of being able to tell the difference. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I mean, if I'm going to roast anything, I usually turn it into a nut butter or into a salsa kind of thing. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't um, know if I collected enough seeds for for sunflower seed butter. I could have if you I could have. But whatever, it's just this year. Next year, you know, you can try. I mean, you're going to be eating sprouts, leaves, stems, <laughs> everything. I worry, though, that now next year I'm going to be like, sprouts, eat them all. No, not <laughs> everything, Felicia. Just a few. <laughs> Yes, I'll have to make sure that that we save enough for all the parts. Yes, exactly. We have to like we have to have like, you know, one stem you, one stem me, and then we'll wait for the rest. Sounds good. <laughs> um but yeah, like turning them to like a little nut butter usually is well not nut butter, seed butter is not that hard. You you can do it raw, which that one you might have to add a bit of like um, melted coconut oil or another kind of oil that you want to help like make it smoother. 
it does take at least like a good minute or two sometimes in a good food processor or binder, but generally it's, it's easier in a food processor. Mm-hmm. Roasting them though, you, you get the oils straight from the seeds. So you can just pop them into your like blender. You want to wait a couple seconds so that it's not super, super hot, but you still want them kind of still warm so that the oils are still out there and it's aromatic. Oh my God, it smells so good when you do it. But like, um, and then you just blend them. Add a little salt if you really want to. You don't really need to. Salt also is just there for preservative reasons. And you have fresh spread. I usually mm. keep it in the fridge either way, but. Cool. Mm-hmm. Try that. I have not made uh, sunflower milk. I probably follows the same procedure, but sunflowers tend to be very fatty. So. Mm. Sunflower milk. I don't think I've even thought about doing that. But I guess it would, yeah, same, same process as all the other nut and seed milks, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I make my own milk when I can. I yeah, when I'm lazy, I'll buy her. But still, um, I still prefer oat milk because mm-hmm. it's creamier. But it would be interesting to do sunflower milk. I've made it with other nuts. Macadamia one is super rich. Oh my god, so Ooh. good, so rich. Ooh, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Pricey too, but so good. Yeah, super pricey. That would definitely be a treat. That would be like, you know, those tiny little cartons that's like the creamer. Yeah. I feel like that would be a good, a good size yes. of the macadamia nut milk. Oh my god, yes, yes. And like usually, what you get in stores is really watered down. Even for the oat milk, which is one of the richer ones, it is watered down. So. I have a recipe for them, which is a little bit more concentrated, and you can play with the amount of water you add to it to make it more creamy. So for like creamers in your coffee and tea, or you can make it like more runny, so it's like one or two percent style. Mm. Mm. Hmm. As a as a fun little side note, um, one of my patients the other day was telling me how. It didn't matter what, like how deep in the fridge their almond milk was. Every time they drank it, it was warm. Odd. And yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But like in Chinese medicine, usually nuts and seeds are very warming. And I started trying it and I tried it with almond milk and walnut milk. And yeah, it tastes warm even though it's cold if that makes sense i'm not, I'm not sure I'm if gonna have to check the same but yeah try it and let me know because i'm like this isn't interesting this is kind of cool because i know that i i have two milks in the fridge right now we will usually we try there is the chocolate oat milk which is generally definitely like colder mm-hmm. but i can't remember I can't remember the the almond milk. Yeah. I'm going to have to try this. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of surprising. Okay, well, if anybody's listening and wants to do the test, let us know what you think, because I'm going to try it out, but we'll we'll see how many people feel the same way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of looked at it as similar to, like, when you add cinnamon to something cold, then it gets a little bit warmer. 
wait that that oh my god I don't even notice these things yeah yeah so usually if people are making smoothies in the winter with like cold cold things in it or like frozen fruit I'll tell them to add cinnamon and ginger because it warms it up I mean I had cinnamon in everything and ginger but like I had cinnamon into everything I don't even notice <laughs> pay attention it it is a thing yeah I will have to pay attention to these sort of things mm-hmm. one little side note though I mean people in the research I was looking at did say that uh sunflower seeds have ca- cadmium and it is a heavy metal so you have to be a little bit cautious with eating too much I mean too much of anything is bad for you anyways but this could affect your kidneys and if you have issues with your kidneys you might want to be careful of the amounts you have Mm-hmm. However, I mean, you would have to eat a lot, a lot, a lot. Like people were saying that they were having around 255 grams of sunflower seeds per week for a whole year and didn't really see a huge effect in their blood levels and or damage to their kidneys. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like nature kind of protects for that with the sunflowers because the seeds are so small. Mm-hmm. Eating the like, if you're going to the store and buying like a whole bunch of sunflower seed butter, or or like you're buying it in amounts that are not so natural, I feel like that would probably be more of a concern. But if you're eating them like just as seeds, I mean they're so small and it takes so much work to get to them through the shell that's if you buy them with the shells you can get them without the shells yeah that's true too i'm just thinking in the garden i'm like no true it would be impossible to eat too many if you're like growing them and and roasting them and opening them yourself but yeah if you go to the store and buy like giant bags and have them by the spoonful that that might be more of an issue honestly i'm like just don't eat a whole bag a day (laughs) right or don't eat the whole like uh sunflower butter jar in one day every day and you should be fine yeah because even like i use a lot of sunflower seeds and sunflower butters for my products when i bake or when i make chocolates Mm -hmm, and right but the amount in those products is not enough to have this issue kind of thing Mm -hmm. But I don't know, somebody out there could have a lot of like kidney related issues and might just be like, oh yeah, you guys are saying all these wonderful things about sunflower seeds, but so it's just, it's just out there for those who, who might want to, you know, be cautious of it. Yeah. Something to be aware of. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, sunflower seeds have a lot of vitamin E, magnesium, protein, like you mentioned, linoleic acids. And different things like that, which are great for you, and lecithin, which is great for your stomach lining and your stomach. Mm-hmm. And by stomach lining, I meant intestinal lining as well as your stomach lining. <laughs> yes, so many benefits. And there's actually a fair amount of research on sunflower oil mm-hmm. and cardiovascular disease. So that's kind of nice too. Aside from like uh, a lot of it also being focused on skin nails and hair because of the high vitamin e and selenium 
Yeah, I've definitely heard a lot about that and like know there are a lot of products out there. I haven't really seen like as much research on that. I think it, there's some, but just not enough to make a huge impact because yeah. it's like, oh, it's got selenium, it's got vitamin E, it's got to do the same thing as everything else, right? Because I know that there was an article I was looking at that was talking about diabetes and sunflower seeds. And I mean, I didn't start looking into more articles, but according to this article, it's due to the high fat and high protein that slows the emptying of the stomach. So technically it would um, slow down digestion and therefore releasing the sugars in a more controlled manner. When I'm like, yeah, but if you eat properly, it kind of does the same thing. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking as you were describing that. I was like, yeah, I mean, yes, that would happen. But it would also happen if you were eating a whole bunch of vegetables with healthy fats. And fiber. Yeah, yeah. So when, when it said that, I'm like, she's just contradicting the whole don't eat a whole bag of seeds all day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely to include as part of a healthy diet, for sure. Yeah, nothing wrong with adding them into anything that you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an interesting study that I came across for athlete's foot. Oh, okay. The, they used sunflower oil like topically on the skin for six weeks for people at athlete's foot and found it to be as effective as one of the common antifungals they use for athlete's foot. So that is interesting. And I did not ever think of using sunflower oil for athlete's foot. I mean, it isn't the um, oxidant. This but... is true. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's something that I would definitely We'll have to look more into if, like, I don't know if it has antifungal properties or if it's just the antioxidant component of it, maybe? I want to say it's those uh, two fatty acids and the antioxidant part of it, but aside from that, I don't think it's antifungal. Yeah. Because... case either. I mean, I know it reacts funny with baking soda. Really? Oh, heck yeah. So I've made... Really tasty, but I just couldn't sell them because I freaked out and I figured if I'm freaking out, other people will be freaking out. So I thought it was the baking cups that had leaked because they were teal color. And my um, peanut butter, well, peanut butter and jelly is what I call them in my head, but it's sunflower seed butter and jelly muffins. Really good, by the way. I'm going to make you some sometime. Please and, oh God, they're so good. So good. But anyways, I haven't put them up yet because the color of the muffin in certain areas would change. So wherever the sunflower butter interacted with the baking soda and it just turned into a blue-green tone. Oh, I thought it was telling me this. Yeah. 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 So it definitely does react with, um, with baking soda, especially, or on its own, it can also turn uh, blue green when baked so you just have to have to be cautious but definitely it, it adds it changes color with a baking soda so it's no harmful reaction it's just funky color 
Interesting. Does the taste change at all, or is it just the color? No. Mm. Nothing changed at all except for the color, because we we ended up eating them because I didn't want to sell them, because I'm like, what if people think it has fungus? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, they're perfectly fine. They taste great. I know they just came out of the oven. Clearly, there's no fungus involved in this event. It's just like, what's going on? And that's that's pretty much it. Huh. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that happens. Like, what reaction is happening there? Um, I think it, I, it was something about chlor, chlorogenic acid and baking soda. Oh, chlorogenic sounds like, like the Latin sounds like creating blue. So oh. maybe, maybe that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, something else to look into. And if we have any organic chemists listening that know or have ideas of what reaction was happening there, let us know. Please do. I mean, it's always fun to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who ever does buy any of these muffins and it's like, oh, there's something going on. No, it's literally just that, just that reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought about putting a little label on them. It's like, yes, the green is normal. Don't worry. It's not toxic. Or even just like seeing if you can make them all green and be like green muffins. I feel like people would be curious to try green muffins. Pe- uh, sunflower seed and jelly green muffins. Yeah. Hmm. You could call them like monster muffins or something. Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll make someone just go with that. Yeah, put some eyes on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you don't want to bake with it, um, you can definitely toss sunflower seeds into trail mix, into homemade granola bars, sprinkle them on your salad, whether you want to roast them or toast them, or just raw. Um, you can add them into your cereal, whether it's hot cereal or cold cereal, into congee, into oatmeal, or into yogurt and parfaits when you like, oh, those are good stuff too. Or like um, overnight oats or chia. You can throw mm-hmm. it in and stir fries instead of like uh, sesame seeds or cashews. You can make them into tuna or chicken salad or add them into those if you are not vegetarian or vegan. Um, you can sprinkle them over sautéed vegetables as well. You can use that really nicely with a honey lemon glaze. It's Ooh, really great. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. You can use them to make vegan patties or just sprinkle them over your veggie burgers. You can actually replace pine knots in a pesto with that sunflower as well. Ooh, Top, adding right? pesto. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I've never, I never have pine nuts on me whenever I make pesto, so I'll use like other substitutes. Usually, it's walnuts. Try it with the sunflower seeds. Yeah. Or at least like a fifty-fifty mix. I generally like to do more of a fifty-fifty mix. Fifty-fifty pine nuts and sunflower. Yeah, or like walnuts and sunflower, or pine nuts and walnuts kind of thing. Okay. Hmm. Mm. but you can top any dish with them it's really really good oh and if you grind them so like if you were to use also like 
say you do make that um that milk that we were talking about the pulp when you dry it uh you can use it for coating your fish or for like uh coating like chicken before you pan fry or actually fry it or bake it Mm. yeah and if you don't want the you know blue green reaction you can always just top it off on a banana loaf as it bakes oh so many so many different things to try you can do so much with them yeah and i love how you're like not wasting any of it make the Mm. milk and then use the pulp love it i try i try doing that I know people who use the pulp, they dry it out and they make flowers out of it. And I'm like, good for you. I really don't have the time for that. But like when I use uh, the oat milk, I use the pulp to make cookies. Mm. You know? Yeah, that that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, because whenever I make the milks, I'm like, I can't throw out this pulp. This is like, I just can't do it. I need to find a use for it. I usually just throw it into like a loaf or well a wannabe loaf we just call it a loaf to make ourselves feel better but usually just make like a little bread cakey thing and just hope for the best (laughs) we're like we're not selling it it's for us it'll be fine (laughs) I love it Mm -hmm. we did the same thing with our uh, when we were making carrot juice uh, a few weeks ago all the leftover carrot, we just made it into like a carrot loaf cake thingy. It's not, it doesn't look like regular carrot cake. It tastes <laughs> better than carrot cake. We just like threw things in. It's like, eh, whatever. Every single time I'm like, mom, you look like a witch doing this. Just random grabbing ingredients and not even measuring and just hoping for the best. But that's always the most fun because you don't know what it's going to turn out like. I know, but then when you really like it, you're like, do it again. I don't know what I did. Yeah, that's the only problem. And I guess, like, my last thing I would have to say is whenever you do buy a uh, sunflower butter, or whether you make it yourself or whatever you're going to do with it, be cautious that it does become rancid really fast. Mm. And this is because of the high fat content in the sunflower seeds. So generally try to keep it in an airtight container in your refrigerator or freezer if you're not going to use it for a really long time to try to protect against the rancidity but i mean it it will happen and for the sunflower lecithin which i personally use as an emulsifier for when i make butters or other things you can get it in powder or in liquid some people add it to their smoothies which is really good other people use it for their baked goods Try it out. See which version works out for you. I prefer the liquid one for when I make the butter, but to each their own. Mm, good to know. Mm-hmm. And then the only other use of some flower seeds that I don't think we pointed out yet is in seed cycling to help regulate hormones. Ah, yes. You mm-hmm. go on that because I, I mean, I'm more in the, in the baking and eating them that way, but go on. Yeah, so usually we'll use them when we're trying to help regulate the hormone cycle. Other seeds as well, um, but usually to support the the luteal phase of your cycle. So that's that's in the time like before you're before you're having your period. It's like the second half of your cycle, so days fourteen to twenty eight. Um, We'll usually do 
uh, sunflower seeds and sesame seeds to help to help support the is it sesame or pumpkin? I always I always get get confused. All of them are great. They are they are, but um, certain ones help support certain hormones. Mm -hmm. So yes, sesame and sunflower. I always second guess myself and then I double check my notes and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm right. I'm right. I just need to have more confidence. Um, Don't we all though? It's yeah. always like, is it, is it right? Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a good thing to, to question yourself for sure. But sometimes I'm like, you've got this. You've done this so many times. Just, but it's, it's always good to double check. But yeah, mm -hmm. so. So it's part of seed cycling. But yeah, if you're doing seed cycling, that's probably something you want to work on with your, your naturopath or holistic nutritionist to kind of figure that out, especially if you want to do hormone testing with that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, they're definitely helpful there too. And yeah, I think, I feel like we've covered everything I that we had. Yeah, I don't think we can really fully cover sunflower seeds because there's or sunflowers, just because there's so much amazingness about them. Clearly, and like even we start with one section and end up in another tangent that somehow relates to sunflower seeds. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're so like bright and cheery too. Like just seeing like that field of sunflowers that we went to to take some pictures for this episode. Like it was a pretty small field, but just like mm -hmm. I drive past that every morning. And I mean, now the sunflowers are past their prime, so it's not as exciting, but <laughs> it's on my drive to work. And I'm like, it just lifts your spirit just looking at sunflowers. Yes, it really does. That's why like, I love them. And sometimes I see them in bouquets and I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just something about that sunshiny flower is just exciting to look at. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, we'll reach out to all of you guys out there listening and let us know what you guys think. If you've tried the sunflower heads, do you prefer like the raw or roasted sunflowers? Have you eaten the black version, white, or the mixed version? Um, I don't know. Any other any other things that we've talked about? Yeah. Yeah, definitely reach out to us. And also reach out to us if you know about the weird chemical reaction that happens with sunflowers. Or if you've had it happen, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I almost want to mix the two right now <laughs> to see what happens. <laughs> uh, fun yeah. little experiments mm -hmm. and it's edible so it's great yeah yeah although what if you're like I mean the taste doesn't change so and you've eaten it and lived but I'd be like what if I created a new compound here <laughs> <laughs> and they can't eat it anymore but knowing me I would be like well I'll sample a little bit first and see how my body reacts. If I die, I die. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it shouldn't kill you, but. <laughs> and I guess we'll be back 
in two weeks to talk about life blood cycle analysis with Mindy. You can rate, comment, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can support us on our coffee page at ko-fi slash medicine in the kitchen. Um, you can invite your friends to join our community and improve their health. You can follow us on our social media, Sweet Nutritionista and Gleesha Senza ND. And we'll be posting as often as we can. Thanks for joining us. See you next time and happy healing. Mm-hmm.